This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Greg Elliott and this is Sport Today, a weekday sports news podcast designed to keep you on the ball. And I'm Gemma Ryan. It's Tuesday the 30th of March. In your Sport Today, Ash Barty is through to the quarterfinals of the Miami Open and controversy over Lewis Hamilton's Bahrain Grand Prix win. Plus, the Brisbane lockdown is affecting multiple sporting codes and the US men's soccer team will miss the Olympics again. All right, let's dive in. Top-ranked Aussie Ash Barty is through to the quarterfinals of the Miami Open in tennis after beating former world number one Victoria Azarenka in three sets. She'll now face seventh seed Arena Sabalenka in the coming days. Australian Open winner Naomi Osaka is on the opposite side of the draw, so that potential clash will only happen if they meet in the final. We now know more about how the Brisbane COVID outbreak is impacting upcoming NRL and AFL rounds. With Greater Brisbane currently in a three-day lockdown as of 5pm last night, the NRL made the decision to have the Brisbane Broncos spend the next two weeks out of Queensland to ride out the situation, Gem. Yeah, instead of heading straight to Melbourne this afternoon, the Broncos headed to Sydney yesterday on a private charter. Sydney will be their base until after their round five match against the South Sydney Rabbitohs on the 8th of April, and the club will make decisions about heading home when they see how the lockdown plays out. And over in the AFL, the Brisbane Lions game against Collingwood this Thursday night has been moved to Dockland Stadium in Melbourne, and the Lions have been training at Port Melbourne so far this week. To keep an even keel though, Greg, they've switched the draw so that for the round 22 game when the teams face off again, the Lions will get that home advantage back up at the Gabba. And if any of our listeners are wondering how the Gold Coast teams are being affected by this, given that the outbreak has now been linked down as far as Byron Bay, well, so far they're not affected with both the Suns in the AFL and the Titans in the NRL continuing their games as planned for this weekend. But they aren't the only codes affected, Jim. Yep, Queensland's cricketers are being relocated to Sydney ahead of one days in the Sheffield Shield fixtures. And there are matches for Brisbane teams in the A-League, W-League and the NBL next weekend that could still all be affected. But there's no confirmation yet of what their contingency plans might be. Sounds like it's going to be a stressful lead up to the long weekend for everyone then. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton won the Bahrain Grand Prix over the weekend, but yesterday's commentary was all about whether second-placed Max Verstappen was wrongly penalised late in the race. The ambiguity of track limits has many drivers calling for more clarity, Gem. So track limits refer to how far you can go outside the marked lines on the circuit. It's a regular theme in F1, but it rarely impacts the results so clearly like it did in Bahrain. And it's not often the interpretation gets changed midway through a race, but that's exactly what happened. For much of the race, drivers were going outside the lines on turn four, but midway through the race, penalties were put in place. Verstappen overtook Hamilton on turn four with just three laps remaining, but as he went outside the lines, he was immediately instructed to give up his position, and then Hamilton, of course, went on to win. The other action at Bahrain was in the Formula 2, the division just below Formula 1, where Australian up-and-comer Oscar Piastri came first in one of his races over the weekend. He did crash in another, but still an impressive outing. Piastri is a 19-year-old from Melbourne, definitely one to keep an eye on. 
Aussie boxer Tim Zhu is scheduled to fight Irishman Dennis Hogan on Wednesday night in Newcastle, New South Wales, but Hogan is threatening to call off the fight if he can't wear his sponsored shorts, Jim. That's right, Greg. The issue is that Hogan shorts have the bookmaker points bet across the front, while Matt Rose of No Limit Boxing, who are promoting the fight, has stated the bookmaker sports bet are its preferred betting partner for the fight. Hogan has said that the sponsors are what puts bread on the table for his family and there's nothing fight organisers can do to stop him wearing his shorts to the fight and his manager and his lawyers are backing him, but No Limit Boxing aren't backing down either. At present, the match is still scheduled to go ahead and there's no word from Tim Zhu or his team on the matter yet at all. Tim Zhu goes into the fight as heavy favourite. He's currently undefeated in his professional career and is 10 years younger than Hogan. Should the fight go ahead, you can watch it on Main Event on Foxtel and on KO Sports, Wednesday night, 7pm Sydney time. The US men's soccer team will not be going to the Tokyo Olympics this year after losing to Honduras 2-1 in the qualifiers on Sunday night. This will be the third missed Olympics in a row for the Team Gem, and it's the second time that it was Honduras that knocked them out. Yep, and coach Jason Cray says that the team is devastated, absolutely devastated. He said the game prompted a lot of scratching of heads, that he's never seen a game where they've had so many players miscontrol the ball so much. For some context around the qualifiers, the US and Honduras are part of the C-O-N-C-A-C-A-F qualifying group. Yes, that's a long acronym that covers North America, Central America and the Caribbean. So Honduras joins the other CONCACAF winning team Mexico at Tokyo alongside the other countries that have already qualified like Australia. One difference between the men's and women's Olympic soccer teams also worth noting, Gem, is that while the women's is open age, which means the US team can include players like 35-year-old star Megan Rapinoe, The men's team are restricted to under 23 years old and domestic clubs are not required to forfeit players for the game. Quite a different dynamic there. Yeah, that's a big difference. Catch This is our daily look at the stuff people are talking about from an epic sporting moment, an obscure sport update or an event to pop in your calendar. Gemma, I'll be looking forward to the second women's T20 this afternoon. Australia beat New Zealand in game one on Sunday, but it was a very good contest, so could go either way. You can catch that at 1pm Sydney time on Foxtel and KO. And I've got one that's grown some legs since it happened on the weekend, Greg. So our PM Scott Morrison was at the Eels v Cronulla match and he headed into the Eels change rooms to meet some of the side. And in the background was Parramatta Eels sports scientist Talia Eggers looking less than impressed. Since the photo capturing all this went viral, she's clarified it's because he made time to be there but not at the March for Justice. And in the last 24 hours, she's deleted the tweet, made her profile private in response to the coverage. She's added that the Eels have been nothing but supportive the last few days. She's also clarified no one asked her to remove the post and she would just cite the focus to now return to the NRL season ahead. We'll put a link to that photo in the episode notes in case you haven't seen it. Thanks for tuning in to Sport Today and we'll catch you tomorrow. 